0: On today's episode, this is part two of our mental health interview with special guest Dr. Elizabeth Samanda. In this part two of our interview, we'll talk more about the mind gut connection. We'll dive more into the physical symptoms of mental health and how your diet plays a part in mental health. So stay tuned. How would you say mental health affects our physical health? How have you seen that play out?
1: So I'm a big believer in. In the mind, there's a mind-gut connection. You know, our our body is intimately connected, and there's even a nervous. We've got the we've got our brain, our you know our brain nervous system, but there's also a nervous system, an enteric nervous system in our gut. It's our gut brain, and and so, you know, it's it, and they're constantly talking to each other. So when we with our gut brain, our gut brain, it controls our digestion, our nutrient abs, you know, absorption. And like when we have like dietary issues, they, you know, they can be the cause of mental health problems like B12 deficiency, you can have mental fog vitamin D deficiency, you can have, you know, look even look depressed or iron deficiency, you can be super tired and irritable. And then it goes. You know, it goes the other way too, where your your mental like things like anxiety can prevent, you know, present physically, right? You you have physical symptoms. Like a lot of people with anxiety, they may describe there's like a lump in your throat, or sometimes people will have like issues with constipation, or um, or you know, sometimes it'll go the other way, diarrhea. So. You know that's why it's in it is it's super like mental health is incredibly important because if it gets severe enough, it'll show up um it can show up physically.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's so true. You know what we've learned more about even irritable bowel syndrome is that a large part of that is more mental health related. I was once uh, working on a project uh, where they actually took a look at giving people behavioral health tips to improve irritable bowel syndrome. And so it was treating irritable bowel with, without any medication. It was just all behavioral, behavioral based type of therapy and people did you know truly see benefit that so yeah that that's very important. um What you're saying about the the gut brain connection there?
1: Yeah, I mean our nervous system. A lot of us like it's a right now we are living in this society where the, there's a lot of anxiety. Even if it's it may not necessarily be yours, but it's out there and we're mm-hmm. all feeling it. And so our nervous system, our adrenals are being kicked into high gear, and and we. Feel feel it physically we are feeling like in this hyper we're in a hyper aroused state you know and and it's not it's messing with our our digestion and it's also messing with our ability to um, to sleep like so many different aspects of our of our well-being
0: yeah yeah And so, are there any dietary things that we can do? How does our diet affect our mental
1: health? Diet, diet. First and foremost, I'm gonna say this: like food, the the food is medicine. Yes, like that is the first thing. High five! Yes, you know. And, and, um, unfortunately a lot of us like have forgot, like food is there to nourish us, to yes. rejuvenate us. And a lot of us have, have forgot, forgotten that truth. And we doing all another stuff with food. We're doing, we do a lot of other things. Like, um, there's a lot of, um, emotional eating going on. There are things that are labeled as food that really aren't. They're not, so they, true. they don't, they don't nourish you. <laughs> right you, there's a big difference between ho-hos and ding-dongs when you know <laughs> let's keep it real ho-hos yeah. and ding-dongs versus when you eat like real whole foods like real right. stuff that comes out of the earth yes organics. Yeah. you feel different and um This is so important because right now there's a lot of, um, what I'm seeing a lot of is like people are having issues with attention. Mm. Um, And and I think, you know, my suspicion is a lot of it, you know, some of it is related to what's going on with our diet, the stuff that we're putting in, we're eating a lot of processed sugar, we are, there's a lot of like preservatives and like Mm -hmm. all kinds of dyes that are doing all kinds of stuff, you know, in 20 years, they're going to be that study that finally confirmed all (laughs) all the crap that they put in our food. And I, like, I see it, like when my, when, when I see patients move from like a high sugar processed diet to one in which they're eating real food, like sometimes that within itself like you know their their anxiety gets better their depression gets better because I think i had mentioned before some sometimes vitamin deficiencies are deficiency can look like depression make you feel that you're gonna be like man what's going on with what can I think you know, I kind yeah. of oh, well, well, yeah. You ain't, you're not nourishing your body. You have no B12. Like, what, what's <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, food is medicine. We need to like put that up there on the billboards. Yes. You no know, uh, let yeah. people know, hey, like, you. We need you to nourish yourself. Nourish yourself. I love
0: that. And can I just say that is so refreshing to hear from a psychiatrist, a mental health person too, with that message that you know food is, it is, it's medicine. It's it's how food, you know, affects our the way we feel, the way you know our body responds to things, the way our body even responds to stress. So yeah, that's so very important. Are there certain, you touched on this a little bit already, but are there other foods that may exacerbate
1: our mental health problems particularly? Other food, well, I mean, the big one, like sugar is the, no the the processed sugar, friends. I know, like it's more, like people want to talk about like cocaine, marijuana, but sugar is highly addictive. It is really addictive. And so like that's, you know, if I were gonna recommend anything, like that's the one, if you could start cutting back cut back on that. I mean, that doing that within itself would, would do a lot of good. And I'm, I'm a big believer in like whole foods, like real stuff. And I'm not talking about, you know, we can't just say vegetables, because there's a lot of stuff out there. They see, yeah, yeah, it got potatoes in it, but it's like, dude, they've done all kinds of stuff with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, I was just uh, in a presentation not long ago, I was just talked about how I have actually met vegans who don't like vegetables and I have. <laughs> you know? They yeah. eat food that's, that's not animal products, but it's also not health food either. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, there's truly a difference.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a big, I mean, for me, it's, it's like real, if we can just at least listen to your body, move towards like stuff that comes out of the earth, you know, I know that can be hard for a lot, like, you know, they their financial, it, like we all go, we're all going through it. It's prices for everything, for everyone are going up, but like, you have to decide, are you going to pay now? Or are you gonna pay later? Ooh, you gonna wait till you you yes. diagnosed with diabetes? A good one. And they're about mm-hmm. to cut off your third toe, like? Or or are you gonna be like, you know what? I cherish my body. I honor myself. Let me take care of myself.
0: Yes, that's a whole word. Yes,
1: for sure, for sure.
0: If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you like to have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless, so join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. So tell us, can chronic excess fatigue be a sign of a mental health issue? A lot of times, you know, I in family medicine, I see patients probably every day who are just tired all the time, tired. Do you
1: feel like mental health plays a part in any of that? And how so? Hey, absolutely. Because I I, you see them on your end and I see them on, on my end. And they're like honestly, there's there's usually like depression, mm-hmm. like severe, you know, that melancholic, deep depression that's going on. And for those, for those folks, like I'm a big believer in um in therapy, like huge believer in therapy. But yeah. that there is like I like that that particular group of people are like usually is incredibly like incredibly depressed usually they've been to a lot of different practitioners and um and sometimes it can be you know if they have it long enough there is there can be this sense of just like hopelessness helplessness so even the things that maybe they tr- they could do they they just like lose hope and and like don't do so like they that group definitely needs support. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. I
0: totally agree with you there for sure. For sure. And then also another chronic issue that I see is chronic pain. And so what role would you say mental health plays within chronic pain?
1: That group also, I think mental health, your, your, your mindset is incredibly powerful. You can have pain but you don't necessarily have to suffer, and I don't know if that. Mm. Like, there's a there's a difference. You can have pain, but you you can really suffer if you don't have the right mindset. And so there are um, there's like cognitive behavioral therapy, like things things that you skills that we can give people to help them manage pain you know but but it's kind of like an everything you you can have a disease but you can you it can make you can make the situation worse than it needs to be but but the good thing is there are things within psychiatry within therapy that we can help teach people to so they can manage what's going on because our you know meds only do so much right? Like, and so you've got to figure out another way to cope, other ways to thrive. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I often find myself, you know, even explaining it um, to people like, you know, yeah, I can start you on this medication for your mood. But it's not going to change your circumstance. It's yes. not going to, you know, this medicine isn't going to change, you know, why you may even be feeling that way. It's just going to yes. make you, you know, better able a little bit to cope with it. But then even that next step is learning those coping skills and things that therapy can help, you know, someone with so that, because we all have challenges, you know, life is challenging yes. and we all will have challenges, but it's it's how you face them and overcome them. And that's, you know, really The important part, and you know, really where I find um, therapy to be helpful for people um, too, is that next step there. Yeah, and so what would you say are some even just some everyday things that people can do to improve their mental health?
1: Oh, there's so honest. There are so many things you could do to improve your mind. So, so we talked about it before: eating real food, and and I'm gonna add this: drinking water (laughs) I'm not talking no so I know y'all like the coca-cola I know you like your espressos but drinking real water that can do wonders wonders for your mental health we got people coming into the hospital because you know they're dehydrated because all they they, do they do is drink coca-cola all day or or um coffee
0: yeah and it is tea time dr samantha (laughs) so so they can have their tea or coffee while they're listening but yes then get your cup of
1: water after. (laughs) yeah get your get your you know drink drink uh, water other things you can do like let's start bringing joy back into life like like this we are here to have um an experience it doesn't it, this you know being uh, being here you know that we don't have to suffer There's there's so many beautiful things about life but finding ways to bring joy into your everyday life whether that's like you know spend spend some time with if you got kids play with your kids play with your pets you know go for a do stuff that makes your heart sing every day you know and, just like you eat every day, just like you drink every day, do something joyful every day. I'm, I'm also a big believer in being grateful because things could can always be worse. And if we, if we sit down and think, you know, for a second, usually we can find at least several, you know, a couple of things to be grateful, to be grateful for. And it's when we change, when we add those things, when we start adding joyful things, we're grateful, we, you know, we're starting to cherish our body, and some, somehow, the stuff around us, like, we start to feel better, and then the people around us notice, and people, when people will, will know it, you know, they, they can sense when you're off, and when you're feeling good, and most people prefer to be around people who feel good. So those, you, you doing that stuff for you is actually helping the people in your environment. So you're, you're contributing to like just a more harmonious, harmonious environment around, around you. And the other thing too, being mindful of, um, for your mental health, like the media that you consume, because I've seen, I've seen a lot of like some, I've had like just none of some instances where people have like left schools because of something that was posted on social media. So like we we are what not just what we eat, but the the images, the videos that we we consume affect our our mental health.
0: Um, Yeah, Yeah, for sure. One of the things, you know, that I like to introduce to people is the practice of mindfulness. And so you saying that about, about joy that, you know, I love that, that, that is, that's so very important for people to be able to find some, even a small piece of that, you know, joy within their day. And one of the things, you know, even with the practice of mindfulness is I like for people to find that positive, aspect from my perspective for their health, you know, and find find those positive things about their health and those things about themselves that that are positive and being mindful of that. Um, and being mindful of of why they, you know, are coming to see me even. Be mindful of of why we want to make those health changes and why we want to improve things because that also, you know helps to reach those goals. And so, how do you even talk to your patients uh, about being mindful and introducing that?
1: One thing that I like to tell people is like um, so people come people usually come to see me when when things aren't going well, right? When they're either depressed or they're anxious, and and so you know I tell people that when you're depressed you focus on the past. When you're anxious, you focus on the future. Science has shown that we are happiest when we are here in the present. Hmm. and being mindful the act of being mindful is being here in the present and, and that's how I like to introduce them.
0: oh that is <laughs> really good I love that
1: stay in, the, in the present so you're feeling good mm-hmm. like let's keep you feeling you know yeah that happened in the past okay okay but let's be here let's yeah. be here now yeah Oh, I, I
0: love that. That's really great. Yeah, that that's a really great way to to even think about it and, and process it. And so, you know, as the holidays approach, uh, this can be, uh, it's a happy time for some, but it can also be a more stressful and challenging time for others. You know, some people have family stress uh, environments. Some people have past trauma this time of year. So what are some strategies that you would give to people who may struggle this time of year just to get through the holidays?
1: So the first thing I would tell people is like, you are powerful, incredibly powerful you and as in a and most of the people I talk to are adults so I see 18 and up as an adult you can decide how you want to experience the holidays I ask people to be true be true to themselves right if you truly if you go to a function and you feel like your boundaries are being crossed, that you're being disrespected, then you can always remove yourself from the situation. You don't have to stay if, if you don't want to. And there are many ways. It's all in, like, people, you know, a lot of people think, like, thinking black and white, oh, I have to do this. I have to go. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have choices about how you live your life, who you have in your life, what you do with your life. And so remember that and, and honor yourself as you go through that holiday. There are no have tos. You have the power and you can decide. There are graceful ways to like politely decline a, a function I tell people you know we will rehearse it in therapy like mm-hmm. hey I'm your mama and mm-hmm. you don't want to be here let's go <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like like yeah. you know there there are ways you know to let people know unfortunately this is not uh, this is not the best time and um, I will reach out to you when it is mm-hmm. and most people can date that Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you know, I I love that. And and those people who you know may be listening to this episode, if you needed permission, that's your permission right there. Yeah, Dr. Samantha told you, you you don't have to stay. You don't even have to go. That's your permission. Because sometimes you know we get this mind, these mental blocks, and say, well, you know, I, I feel like I must do this and I must do that. And you just really need something to give you permission. So there's your permission. You don't have to go. You don't have to stay at that function. You get to choose who who is in your space and you get to choose how you want to be joyful in that moment, so for sure.
1: Exactly, this is your life, this is your experience. Honor that, claim it. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been really, really fun. So one part of our uh, podcast at the, towards the end, we do the ask the expert segment. And so for today's question, it is what are some quick ways to handle a panic attack?
1: So um, yeah, this is like one of the most common questions that I get asked. First, first thing is to get grounded. And the one thing that we have everywhere that no one is if you if you up then 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 you have the capacity if you're alive you have the capacity to breathe and and if you can take a deep breath and when i say deep breath i mean deep i mean like we're going into the belly that do the act of doing that will activate the part of your nervous system that that helps move you towards a relaxed and calm state. That's the parasympathetic system. So, a deep breath that's deep into your belly. One, you know, that's one thing. Other things is if, if you can get outside and feel that there's something, there's, there's a thing called like when you're grounded, when you're, if you can get outside, get connected to the earth, that can also be incredibly helpful during a panic attack. And then the other thing um, that I find to be helpful, if you have access to water, and there's something about like when we have quick temperature changes that can help. Um, what I might do is, you know, just say like, "Hey, you can get put your hand in in you know cold water." Like the act of doing that will, you know, will help bring you down. So connecting to the earth, changing, you know, changing the temperature really um breathing deep into the belly to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. All of those things will get you, get you out of a of a panic attack. There, oh, there are other things too. Like I like to, oh, there's so much I want to teach people. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I think our audience will appreciate it. <laughs> There are, there are different acupressure, you know, there are different points within the body that you can, um, touch. There's one like right behind your ear that will help, you know, calm you down. So I like to, you know, right. I wish I could demonstrate, but you know, right here, right behind your ear, um, that will help calm people when yeah,
0: you can demonstrate it. We'll, we'll be on YouTube too. So if they're listening uh, just to the audio version, they'll have to find the YouTube version to, to see what you're talking about.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, there's one here. There's like even um, for my super anxious people, like movement can be helpful too, especially if you could shake your, you know, hand, you know shake your body, like <laughs> shake it out, yeah. shake that anxiety out. You move your body,
0: yeah. <laughs> dance, dance it out. out. Like I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan. So they they always show the, the dancing out section <laughs> before yes. they would do the big surgeries.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, dance it out. And you know, that will help kind of get you out of cause it's sometimes when you when you have a panic attack you you get into a cycle of thinking like, oh, I'm gonna die or this is the end of the world. Oh, you know, what if, you know, what if I faint? What if I, like you get into, but when you start when, when you start moving it helps to break that cycle. Yeah, yeah.
0: Those are fantastic tips. So I I hope folks are taking notes there because those were all fantastic. Well, Dr. Samantha, well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed doing this interview with you and I appreciate your time. So can you tell everyone how they can
1: find you? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm on Facebook. You find me on Instagram. New you, um, N E W, is in unicorn psychiatry.com. That's my website. That's where you can find me on Facebook. That's where you can find me on Instagram. You can send me a DM. I'll come but I'll get back to you.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: So, you can also, if you're interested in, um, like coaching, healing type stuff, um, then you can contact me at uh, www.solingyou.com. I'm also in, um, on Instagram and Facebook inspire soul and you. And so, yeah, you can find me there
0: too. Awesome. And I'll be sure to put all of those in the show notes. So if you are wanting to connect with Dr. Samantha, then be sure to take a look at the show notes so that you can find her contact information. Thank you
1: so much. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining me today on the essence of health tea time podcast click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at E-O-H-W-C on TikTok interested in becoming a member of the essence of health coaching program well head on over to www.eohcoaching.com the essence of health is in you